Coolness Club, what's going on? Very excited to be back today for episode five, day five in a row of being back on the podcast. Very excited to have you guys all here. And this is an extremely special episode because it is the first of many firsts that are happening with the Coolness Club podcast. We have our first guest, it's Chris Agostino at Exercised on Instagram, and I'm very excited to have you here. Chris, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Super stoked to be on and uh, ready to spew some knowledge. Let's go. He's got a lot of knowledge. This guy is one of my best friends from back home. Right? No, literally is my best friend, but I take that back. Like We have been through so much together as far as business goes, life goes. Like This is the one guy that like no matter what venture that we've done or that I've been a part of, like this guy's always been by my side. We've always stuck together through thick and thin, and it's like... These are the kind of relationships that you really got to recognize and, and value in your life. And like, don't let anything come through to them. But we'll talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk a lot on this episode about adversity, what it means, you know, like not letting it affect you too much and like gauging when or when to not lose your cool. Like we had a, we had an interesting morning <laughs> this morning. Anyway. Of course, very interesting. Yeah. So uh, I'm over here. We went from uh, I, I live in North Miami. And I, I drew, drove about 40, 45 minutes down to, to downtown Miami, stay with Chris for the night, you know, get a little work day in, introduce him to the podcast, work on some content, you know, really just lock in on the personal brands. And, uh, you know, we're in, we're in a pretty big high rise right now. And what that entails is going into a parking garage. And uh, you'd assume that if there's 10 to 15 spots within visual sight, that the last thing would happen would uh, be getting your car towed. But... At this morning, uh, we, we went down to go to the car, see if we, uh, we see if it was still there, make sure we didn't get a ticket or anything. The car was actually gone. So sent us on a wild goose chase at seven in the morning. I mean, it was already a rough day. Like we woke up a little bit later than expected. At least I woke up a little bit later than I'd expected. Got in a little late. Um, it's no excuse. I was already a little thrown off because I had woken up late, but got up, checked the car. It was gone. So like the work day was extremely delayed. That's why this podcast is being uploaded later than the usual time. Just because like we're here recording this at 2 PM right now, because the morning got absolutely jacked up. Cause as most of you guys know, like the longer your car is at a tow shop or whatever you want to call it, the impound lot or whatever, uh, the, the more it costs. So we decided to get hot on it. And you know, we, uh, Chris, you want to tell us about the, the kind of journey over to the place and, and, you know, how it went, you know, give us, give us a little bit of rundown of your perspective on it. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, start our way, our journey over, you know, to, to the lot, come to find out, you know, place doesn't open till nine. So, you know, we walked about a quarter mile down the road, find out they're not open yet. We start walking backwards, you know, <laughs> to the place to, you know, kind of just start working the day away until, uh, until they open up. Danny calls them. You know, coolness calls him on the way back well, as we're walking back and finds out, uh, you know, that there is actually a guy there right now. And, uh, you know, he's only going to be there for like 15 more minutes. And yeah. we're about we're about a 30 minute walk away. So it's lucky, though. Um, yeah. Of. Yeah. We were a little bit lucky, you know, considering there was a guy there before they were open. So we had to take that with a grain of salt. Um, so, you know, he he's on the phone with Danny, you know, and he's saying, uh, you know, telling Danny, we got to get over there quickly. And we're like, yeah, man, we're about 25, 30 minutes out. And it's he's a mile saying, and a half walk. Yeah, it's like a mile and a half walk. So uh, the, the guy's saying, you know, you got to get here, you know, in 15, 20 minutes, he's going to leave. And Dan's like, we'll be there in 25 if that's okay. And he said, like, got to get there quicker. You know, Dan, and Dan's trying to explain we don't have a car. Yeah, he's like, he's like, how can you get there any quicker? I was like, buddy, like, you have my car. Like, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So 
Um, so yeah, we, we end up, you know, going, walking at a fast pace, you know, down, down the road, you know, getting there as quick as we can, trying to cut some time down. Um, you know, and then we come into like not the nicest neighborhood. So, you know, we decide to start picking up a jog. Inner Miami. Yeah. (laughs) Inner Miami. Decide to start picking up a jog anyways. Um, you know, just to cut some time off. Um, so, you know, we, we sprint through the neighborhoods, you know, get there on a, on a pretty quick pace. You know, we end up getting there in about 10, 15 minutes. Guy was um, leaving though. He was in the truck. He yeah, was ready to he go. Was, he was about to Perfect leave. Perfect time. Yeah, we got there just in time on uh you know, on a pretty like I said, pretty uh pretty sketchy neighborhood. So um, you know, I'll let Danny kinda of talk about what the experience was like when we were we were talking to the guy and you know how we ended up, you know, getting him down. Because it, it was a pretty cool experience, you know, from uh from what the guy told us we were gonna be paying to, you know, what we ended up, you know, getting him down to. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean I think this ties back in. I know I've touched on it a little bit in some earlier episodes, but I'm a firm believer that like sales, finding your voice and, you know, being comfortable in your own skin when it comes to communicating like is life. It's not like a skill. It's not something that you acquire. It's something that you will be crippled from in life if you don't learn it and you don't figure out your voice and the way that you can communicate with people properly and the basic fundamentals of communicating because a lot of people will get into this situation where guys like yeah your car just got towed you know it's 248 dollars and he was already giving us a deal at that point because of like certain expenses that he had to pay and stuff like that and now like anybody that doesn't know how to communicate is going to get frustrated at that or if they try and negotiate to get even more frustrated not get the price down at all you know make an enemy and you know really just it's not a good situation to be a part of but somebody who's good at communicating you know two people that communicate day to day for literally a living whether it's podcasting content sales connecting with people training people like all we're doing is just using our voices all day and now we get an opportunity to bring it back in the real world it was a lot of fun. It was like two forty eight, um, nothing less. I won't take it. And I was like, honestly, brother, like pointed to my plates and I was like, New York plates right there, dude. Like we yeah. just drove all the way down yeah. here. Like it was actually kind of rid- like we just got down here. Like it's not like we're rolling in it, dude. It's not crazy. And you guys like, all right, bro. Like and just instantly, it was crazy. And and I think that that goes to show you the power of asking. Also, because a lot of people just don't ask because like think about it. What's the worst thing that happens in this situation? If I say, like, I can't do 248, like, can you go any lower? Like, the absolute worst case scenario, like, I don't think it's anywhere within, like, the fathomable, like, idea of what could happen that the world would blow up if I asked him if I could get it for lower than that. The worst thing that happens, very worst, is this guy tells me to fuck myself. It's probably the worst case scenario. And then I might feel a little bad about myself later. But it was interesting how quickly he got down. He just instantly was. was like, yeah, 200. And then I was like, okay, sure, like. That's a lot better. And and I think a lot of people would either get frustrated or not ask in the first place and not get any money off, end up leaving really pissed off and, and still paying like the full amount. While forty eight dollars isn't a ton, like goes to show you like we made a better relationship. The guy understood where we were coming from and you know, I think it's a good principle <clears throat> before seeking to be understood seek to understand so if you know where the other guy's coming from i'm trying to figure out you know how much is he actually paying for this obviously he wants to make money off this too like what are his intentions like is he really a good person or is he really out to just wax me out of as much money as possible like thinking from that perspective you can talk where it's like look okay like i i know it's probably xyz for the amount that you paid in order to tow the car over here like i'm not rolling in it right now like what can we do so i think i think that speaks volumes too but it's also you know i think a lot of people too would have an experience like that 
and you know let it ruin the entire course of the day but here we are it's it's 206 p.m right now that was happening around 7 38 in the morning i think a lot of people would have really been frustrated at that like oh like i had to pay 200 dollars. it's ridiculous and like let it throw off the course of the day like what do we do come back eat breakfast that i've been on three calls like just had a just had a FaceTime with the editor and our editor in Pakistan. He's the GOAT, Ahmed, and we're about to see some content go crazy with him. But like we're still flowing. Like it's, uh, okay, we probably could be in a better spot at this point throughout the day, but I mean, we're still here. And I think that speaks volumes for, for where you've come in your career, Chris, of like facing adversity where a lot of people would have given up and you know, you stuck with it. I mean, I, I was there for I was there for your first uh, twenty to thirty sales calls when it comes to social media. Do you, do you want to touch on that a little bit for the audience at home? Yeah, of course. No, my first, uh, you know, Danny had hit me up to uh, you know kind of join join the sales team that type of stuff. I'd never done sales, you know. I was just worked hard, you know. what I mean, that type of stuff to you know make money, everything like that. Just you know, your typical teenager, you know, putting in the hours. So you know, figured I'd give it a try. You know what I mean? Me and Danny, like you said, were. You know, best friends growing up. Door dashing. Yeah, door dashing a lot. You know, putting in, you know, 80, 80 hours plus a week, you mm. know, minimum. Mm. Um, you know, really just really putting in a lot of time. And, you know, I so obviously would, would try anything he kind of threw my way. So, you know, kind of just threw myself in the ringer, obviously, like he just kind of said. And, you know, got on about 20 to 30 calls, you know, no luck. And, you know, I definitely... Dude, I wouldn't understand. even say no luck, bro. Like, let's not sugarcoat <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's definitely not sugarcoat <laughs> and I, it. Wasn't and really I can no. say this, and I can say this because this is like my day one, like, best friend. And, like, I I say this because I have so much respect for where he's came to. Like, it wasn't luck at all. Like, this was just an absolute, just, like, no skill whatsoever. But just, like, the ability to not give up at adversity. Like, I'm talking, like... I was sitting there watching some of the calls. Like, I wish you guys could see my face right now. Just like, what is this? Like, I really didn't know, like, if it was going to get any better. And, like, here we are. Like, we're both living in nice places in uh, in the Miami area. And, like, what do you think was what do you think was the key to that? Like, Yeah, key is definitely a couple of things. You know, obviously never giving up. You know, it's pretty cliche, but it really is true. You know, just focusing in on, you know, stuff that was working and isn't working. Obviously, back then, you know, a lot wasn't working. But, you know, there's a couple of things that you could pick up on was, A, the fact that, you know, just not giving up, you know, was one thing. So that's, that's something. And then, you know, picking up from people that were, you know, doing good at the time, you know, Danny was doing pretty solid, you know, I was reaching out to other people who were doing well, um, you know, so just grabbing bits and pieces and then adding in the fact of never giving up, you know, just kind of, you know, be, being willing to change, I'd say is a big thing too. You know, a lot of people are kind of stuck up in their ways, you know, don't want to take advice from other people, even mm. if you're the best, you know, salesman or, you know, doctor, whatever, you know, you're, you're doing, mm. you know, out there right now, even if you're the best, you know, you can grab pieces of advice from other people, you know, that might have you doing as well as you and, uh, you know, implement to your own game and, and do really well. So I think that's a big thing, you know, being being willing to change and, you know, make adjustments to, to what you're doing was, was huge for me. Um, and staying consistent on top of that is, is something else, too. Dude, you said you said a couple of things in there that were just fire that just I think if people were to absolutely just like grasp the magnitude of certain things would would be game changing for anybody that's watching this and. I, I went to a, a mastermind not too long ago. It was, it was just over a month ago. And one of the guys had talked about how like he's now a multimillionaire. And all he did was just copy other multimillionaires. And I think like you touched on something really good. Where, like, Look, a lot of this stuff isn't working. All I have to do is just reach out to people and learn from people who are doing it better. Can you speak on that? Like, What do you, what do you think about you know being a copycat millionaire? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Like, people, you know, are willing to help you, you know, 24-7. Like, people love helping, 
you know, other people. So it's, I don't see a huge problem with it. The right people. Um, yeah. The right people, of course, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're staying in tune with, with people who are, who are genuine, you know, willing to help. And there's a lot of them out there. So I think that also just comes down to your network. You know what I mean? Your network is your net worth as, you know, I'm sure you've said many times before. Um, and that's just building up a good, you know, group of people who are willing to help you and, you know, want you to be like them. You know what I mean? There is a lot of people out there who've, you know, made it or in the process of making it, you know, that are willing to give you extra advice or go mm. that extra mile for you. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely important, you know, you're tapping into your network and, you know, making sure that these people are giving you all the resources they have, you know, to ensure that you're going to, mm. you know, get where you want to go. So absolutely, bro, that dude, that is, that is fire right there. And you said something too, that I feel like just opened up like opened up like a whole new thing that i can go into right now and i'm sure you guys have heard bits and pieces of it but like what you said about there is a lot of people with the right intentions really speaks on like the abundance mindset that you have because i think a lot of people hold themselves back just in the way that they talk because i feel like a lot of people be like oh everyone's out to get me everyone everyone wants to keep the game to themselves nobody wants to help anybody out but the fact that you said you know there is a lot of people out there that you know are looking to help and do want to help that just speaks volumes to like the abundance mindset that you have and where it's like look there is money out there for everybody there is success out there for everybody and i want to touch on this for a second too because I'm very excited going into these next 10 to 20 years because anybody that's listening to this and, and if you're you know 15 to 25 years old, you are extremely lucky if you're listening to this right now because if you're still here on this podcast right now, that means that you want to achieve something great and this generation that we're a part of right now, I will go on record openly saying that openly saying that this generation is absolute sheep. And if you put in even a, even a regular amount of work, like a 40-hour work week on something that you're putting in, working in with yourself and, and bettering yourself, like you will steamroll these people. And I'm not even talking about if you're competent. Like imagine if at night before you went to bed instead of watching anime, like you read books. Like what, Chris, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Like what, what does your Instagram feed look like? I think that speaks volumes to like who somebody is. Like for people whose Instagram feed looks like anime or, or a bunch of like girls and stuff. Like what does your feed look like? Yeah, my feed's just straight, you know, business, like value, you know, ways to get better, like podcasts, obviously, like similar to what we're doing here, you know, higher level people, people that are better than me. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Always taking a mm. grain of salt from someone else. Um, and really tapping into people who I can learn from, like kind of just goes touches back on what I was saying before, you know, if someone's not better than me, or at least, you know, at my level, you know, do I really want to, you know, have them in my circle, you know, I'm always trying to one up myself and one up, you know, people around me. So, you know, and it's not even the fact of, you know, trying to, you know, be a douchebag or, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get better, you know, I'm trying to get better in life. So. Um, that, that's my main goal. So, you know, just watching people who are better than you, you know, not, not being jealous or anything like that, you know, looking up to them and then taking what they're saying is, is, you know, an absolute, uh, must, you know, absolutely just, just to stay, uh, keep going up in life. A lot, a lot of people thrive off of feeling like they're the smartest and mm -hmm. feeling yeah. like they know everything. I, I heard a great quote one time and it was the definition of stupidity is having an answer for everything. While the definition of wisdom is having a question for everything. So someone who's really smart is going to ask a question and everything. I know we all have that friend where like if you ask a rhetorical or like an open-ended question, like they're going to give you an answer that is nine times out of ten wrong. But like they get the satisfaction from just being like, oh, yeah, the X, Y, Z is the answer. Oh, well, well, this, this, this. And they'll say it with such confidence. And somebody like that will never grow. 
because they can't accept the fact that they're wrong and they can't accept the fact that there is a mini switch that they could make in order to better themselves. And I think where, where you were talking about kind of like always being around people that are smarter than you, I think a lot of small-minded people and people that aren't going to really be much in life, like it, a trait of them is to want to always be the smartest person in the room or at least act like the smartest person in the room. And I don't know about you, but every time I've been the dumbest in the room, I can't stop grinning from ear to ear because I'm just constantly soaking up so much from everybody. Like I'm trying to get into rooms where I'm the dumbest and I can just stay silent and just soak in all of the value. And like that speaks volumes to what, what you were just saying about just getting around the right people and, and people that are smarter than you and doing better than you because Alex Hormozzi said it. He's, he, this, for those of you that don't know Alex Hormozzi, this guy's my biggest hero right now online. And he talks like he's a hundred billionaire, sent a billionaire. Oh, geez, bro. He is a centimillionaire, so over a hundred million dollar net worth. Has built four successful businesses online, offline, like brick and mortar, all of this kind of stuff. Has a great outlook, a great philosophy on pretty much everything, and, and I try to really be like him in as many ways as possible. He said that Caitlyn Jenner is better than him in some way, shape, or form because she's made more money than him. Okay, she might not have, you know, graduated with 4.0 from Vanderbilt. Or she might not have, you know, gone through all these business courses and done all this stuff. But, like, she made more money than he did. So there's something that she knows that he doesn't. And it's like, okay, there's so many people out there, unless you're Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk listening to this podcast, where there are people out there making significantly more money than you. So what do you have to do that that person's doing? in order to imitate. And I think for a lot of people, it's just starting to implement good habits, like saving, like not watching anime or watching TV, but instead reading books or or listening to podcasts. And instead, I think just making simple switches like that and, you know, habit stacking where it's like, look, okay, I did one good habit now. Let's make it two. Let's make it three. And not like overwhelming yourself. I feel like, I feel like a lot of us have tried a bunch of different habits to to start to get into, but a lot of them fail because like we go from waking up at 10 a.m. to like, oh yeah, I'm going to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, go for a 10 mile run, take a cold plunge, take a cold shower, eat straight lettuce and protein, and then, you know, make a hundred calls after that. Like if we do that, like of course you're not sticking with it. You might be able to do it for one day, but it's not sustainable. If the first thing we do is like, look, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Two days later, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. You know, the next week I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Two months down the line, which in the grand scheme of things is a, is a very small speck of time, you're not waking up at 6 a.m. And what are you doing from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m.? Now that's all bought back time. So think about that. I encourage you after this to just not let adversity get to you and to really be conscious of what you're doing with your time and, you know, just to give some examples before we head out, it's just scrolling on TikTok, watching TV shows and anime, eating junk food. Like there's one of these things that you can switch in your life that's going to have a significant impact on you. And that's, that's all I got to say today. I want to save some game for tomorrow too. We're coming up on the 19 minute mark. This is the longest cast we've done yet. Might get to 20, but Chris, you got any, uh, any final thoughts? No, I appreciate you getting me on the, you know, on the podcast today. You know, it was a pleasure. Um, you know, a lot of value to be had on, you know, the future, you know, I'm sure I'll be back on here. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see what's to come and, you know, I hope anyone who's tuning in now or, you know, down the road, um, you know, stays in tune, you know, with, with the podcast, they can grab a lot of value. Um, you know, just something new in the morning, like you said, that will add a little bit of value to their life, you know, 
cut out the anime, cut out the TV shows, you know, listen to something like this or whatever podcast you want to put that on, you know, it's going to add 10 times more value to your life. You know, you're going to see a greater increase in, you know, your mental health, you know, your physical health, even, you know, you're going to grab tons more information and it's going to be, you know, a lot uh, greater of uh, time that you're spending on something like this, you know, compared to, like Danny said, you know, something that's going to waste your time, like a TV show or, a, or an anime. So you know, I appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, like I said, I'll for sure be back. Let's go, bro. I'm, I'm very excited to have had you in it. And if you guys don't know, exercised on Instagram is going to be in the description and the title. I want to say one last thing. If you guys get any kind of value from this podcast, I don't want it to be little nuggets that you hear within the podcast itself. Like obviously those are good and you can implement them. But if anybody's listening to this episode or you've listened to a couple of ones before this, where realistically this isn't a good podcast in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm recognizing that. But I want you guys to see the growth over the next two months. How does this podcast look just 60 days after starting it? Because realistically, I started this five days ago. This is, this is episode five, and I can confidently say that the voice that I've developed is already starting to become better. And, and if you're listening to this and you really want to do this with me, like I, I'd encourage you to start one. If you're looking to build a personal brand, like I would consider you to just press record and watch what happens in the first week, the first three weeks, the first two months, the first year. I'll see you guys in the next one. As always, shoot me a message on, on Instagram, at coolness, any constructive criticism. I want to hear from you guys. If anybody's listening to this, send me that message. See you guys tomorrow.